You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. When it comes to being afflicted, it basically says that you are experiencing pain, whether physically, mentally, emotionally, or such. And affliction can be something that lasts a day, week, year, or years. And as children of God, we have to understand that our God allows us to go through such trials. Because in truth, an affliction can be fiery. <laughs> can be a fiery trial. You're going through it and it, it's just challenging to you, whether mentally, physically, or, or emotionally. And some people think when you're going through afflictions, you sin. That used to be the mindset of, of church folks years ago. You're going through something. You done did something wrong. But that is not the case. And I'm going to prove it to you. Let's go to Psalm 34. Psalm 34 and 19. Go there with me. I don't want you to just act like you're there and you're in Malachi. Let's go to Psalm 119. I mean Psalm 34. Since we're in Psalm anyway, it should be easy. Just turn the page. Psalm 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of who? Many are the afflictions of who? As a righteous person. As a person walking by faith, thinking, talking, and doing according to the written and revealed will of God. That does not exclude you from battling stuff in your mind. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Many. But God going to deliver you out of your afflictions. No matter what you're going through, look at the promise. But the Lord delivers him or her out of them. But the Lord delivers him or her out of them what? You're going to come out of all of your trials, but never think, or all of your afflictions, but never think that you are excluded. I don't know why I'm going through this. Yo, you ain't read the Bible? And guess what? This may be your first, but it ain't going to be your last. Look at the verse again. Many are the afflictions of who? Well, maybe I don't need to be righteous. 
But you can look at sinners and know that sinners are not excluded from afflictions. The difference between a righteous person and a sinner being afflicted is this verse right here. When you're righteous, who's going to bring you out? He's going to bring you out. This is one reason to be happy or glad that you're in Jesus. That you're born again because you know even though you're going through something in your mind, trouble ain't going to last always. I'm going to come out of this. How you know you're going to come out? Psalm 34 and 19. What does that say? Many of the affliction of But the one who has more power than anybody has promised he's going to bring you out of every single one. Who can defeat God? Who can stop God from bringing you out of your trouble? Who can stop his salvation? That's the reason when you're going through an affliction, you got to have scripture like this embedded in your being. You have to have the testimony that I'm coming out of this. This is not going to last. This, this is temporary and I got Bible to back me up. I got to show you something else. Go, go with me back to Psalm 119. Go back to Psalm 119. Y'all all right? Yeah. Consider verse 75. Psalm 119, we're going to consider verse 75. Ready? I know, Lord, that your judgments are what? But notice he says this, and that in faithfulness you have afflicted me. In faithfulness, you have afflicted me. You permitted me to go through this. In faithfulness. Or because you're certain of the outcome. You're committed to helping me come out of it. You allowed it, but you're going to be just as committed in helping me come out of it. And it, isn't it amazing how you, you can be going through something and you'll come to church and God got you a raiment. Then you know, I told you I was going to be faithful when it came to your affliction. So here go your raiment. Now God can be committed to you in your affliction, but how committed are you to receiving what he gives you in your affliction? Sometimes God will give you your way out, but if you're not in the place you need to be, you will. Come on, 
you will miss your way of escape. The Bible says that he will allow things in 1 Corinthians, I think is, uh, let's go see. Let's go to 1 Corinthians real quick and keep in mind that right there. Let me find this scripture. Somebody going to find it because I know I got these Bible readers in here. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. Notice this. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation will also make the way of what? That you may be able to bear it. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. He's faithful. God is faithful. He, he is not going to allow that thing to get to the point to where you're not able to handle it or bear it. He's going to be right there. He's committed to helping you in the midst of your trouble. Just like all that he allowed Job to go through, but he was committed to making sure that Job could deal with it. And you can see it by what he told Satan. I'm, I'm allowing you to, to attack Joe, but don't you do this. Don't you do that. Let him say, say, no, I'm committed to Joe. And I'm certain that he's going to come out of it. In faithfulness, he allows you to go through. Why me? Is what some folks say. Why not? I done went through some stuff and, 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 when, and I was to the point to where I, I would say dumb stuff like, why me? And I, and I know it, it was the Lord that just said, why not? He will permit or allow you to go through something. Get this. You don't want to go through. Lord, if I could just get rid of it. But he wants you to go through that. Your life is bigger than your life. Woo, your life is bigger than you. He uses you to help your sisters, to help your brothers. He uses your testimony to prick the hearts of sinners so they'll come to the altar and get saved. Uses your testimony, your affliction to deal with backsliders so they'll repent. And get back in the place they need to be. But he does it in faithfulness. I mean, he, he, he put Job on top shelf. Yeah, he did. He put Job on top shelf. Satan going to and fro looking and God just came out. Hey, have you considered my servant Job? Oh, you know God changes not. Oh, he done put some of y'all on the shelf. I don't mean top shelf, but he may, I, I can't say top shelf. But have you considered my servant, Jackson? 
Have you considered my servant wood? Have, have you looked at self? Have you considered him? And he'll allow you to go through affliction. Go through some trouble. Yes, he will. He will allow you to go through some trouble. I got to show you something. Something else. Go go back to me with to Psalm 119. And consider verse 49 and 50. Psalm 119, verses 49 and 50. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort. When? In my affliction. For your word has given me life. Notice what he says to God. Remember the word to your servant. How many you know you are a servant? And notice he deems himself a servant, but he's still being afflicted. And he tells God, remember the word to your servant. Now, he's in affliction, but notice in the midst of his affliction, he has H-O-P-E, hope. He's expecting something. What is he expecting? If, if, he, if he's uh, considering Psalm 34 and 19, he's expecting deliverance. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God shall deliver them out of. So, if, if, so his hope is in his deliverance. But if his hope is based upon Romans 8, 24 and 25, his hope is in what he does not say. For Paul said in part in those verses, why should we hope for what we see? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it. Don't wait in your easy chair. Wait with a dance. Wait with a victory turn. Wait with wait with a hallelujah. Wait in church. Wait while you're hearing the word. Don't be afflicted and stay home. No, come on to the house. <laughs> but, but notice what he says. He is being afflicted. But he has hope. And notice what that hope is doing doing for him in the midst of his affliction. Giving him comfort. How, how, how can you be experiencing something painful? 
but you still have comfort. It's still a good day for you. You still got a taste for something to eat. You heard, but I sure would like some lamb from out back. With a side of fried mushrooms. <laughs> Woo, why? You're afflicted. But you have hope, and because you have hope, that's giving you comfort. You're in a battle, because some afflictions you're battling for your life, but you're still hoping, and you're still comfortable. Now, if you tell that to a doctor, a doctor will look at you like you done lost your mind. If he or she does not know Scripture. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. This is Bible. Let me read this one more time. Because I got to move on. But, but notice this. Psalm 119, 49 and 50. Remember the word to your servant upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort. In my affliction. For your Word has given me what? What's the antithesis of life? Death. Ruin. Figuratively speaking, ruin. But notice, he had hope which led to comfort. And notice where it all stemmed from. Him receiving the word. The one thing that can make you better, no matter what you go through, is God's word. The one thing that can make you better in your affliction, whether it's a light affliction or a heavy affliction, God's word will make you better. Sadly, some folks stay away from the word when they're going through things. So if you stay away from the word when you go through things, considering the verse, you're going to get worse. I say you're going to get worse. You ain't going to have no comfort. You're not going to have no hope. You're going to be hopeless. You're going to enter into a state of despair while you're just expecting whatever your affliction has been speaking or doing to happen. I guess this thing just gone. 
I guess so, because you ain't got no hope. Say your neighbor, you got to have hope. And, and if you get to the point to where, uh, for some reason or another, you're not able to come to church, you still need that word right beside you. Letting it pour into your spirit. The word of fight spirits. Fight whatever comes against you physically, emotionally, and mentally. Is the word that power? Yeah. Remember when Isaiah said God ascended. And when he sent that word, it will never return unto him void. That means every time a message goes forth that God has given a servant, it's going to do something. I said it's going to do something. If you got the mindset that I'm going to church and that word going to help me, guess what? You're going to get some help. But if you just come in just to come, just to socialize, just to hear a little something, something instead of getting something that's going to make you better, you'll leave the same way you come. How can you say that? Because Jesus himself said, those who hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. In other words, if you come wanting a word, if you come desiring a word, God going to move on your behalf. You can't come in the church hungry and God not do something for you. You can't come looking for your miracle and God not drop something in your lap. I got to move on and ask somebody, do you come looking for something? Do you come in the house looking for something? Do you come in the house desiring God to fill your cup? Do you come in the house hungry looking for God to... You got to come looking for something. Because there are folk, according to the scripture, that, that they have come to the church. But they are part, get this, of the congregation of the dead. And you see them sometimes. Folk praising God all around. They're just like. The dead cannot praise God. What's the message? If you have God, you're going to give him a praise. I say you're going to give him a praise. Not just when you hear your favorite song. But when his word comes forth, you're going to give him the praise. You can't be a real child of God and God give you a rhema and you not show forth a sign. You not let him know that 
I appreciate what you just dropped in my spirit. I appreciate you you answering what I've been praying for for a month. I appreciate you doing for me what mama couldn't do, what daddy couldn't do, what other folk couldn't do. I appreciate you not allowing me to come to your house and it be in vain because you just gave me what I, just what I needed. Used to be an old song, got just what I wanted from the Lord. I say got just what I wanted from the Lord. Won't he give you what you want? As long as it's in line with his word. That word powerful. I said that word is powerful. Jesus so understood it to where he stood flat-footed and told Satan, the devil, man shall not live by bread alone. But he got to have the word. That, that's some of us in here. Look, look around you. It's some folk in here. If, if they have to be like Brother Bobby, if they have to come to church and, and they got to come with a little limp, they still, I got to go to church. I just can't live. I, 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 I got my greens in the crock pot. I'm going to eat them when I get back. But I got to go get my other food right now. I got to go and get some Psalm. I got to go and get some Second Kings. I got to go and get some Genesis. Say to your neighbor, I got to have my word. I got to have my word. Am I talking about you? It bothers me when folk say they'll say, say they have the Holy Ghost, but you, don't, you just don't see no sign. gonna have the Holy Ghost and you ain't never excited until it's your time to shine or one of your buddies get you stirred up how come the only time you turn in victory is when you get a little something something When you're bona fide, you leap even though you're afflicted. Because you know your trouble ain't going to last always. You are turning victory even though you just bounce not just one check, four checks. You know that you're going to have to be paying this, that, and the other. But you're still turning in victory because you're trying to come out of your hole and you're trusting God to do what he did for you years ago. Won't he pull you out of your hole? Won't he pull you out the ditch? Won't God do for you what you Say to your neighbor, he did for me what I couldn't do for myself. (laughs) 
when you're afflicted, you ought to be the main one praising God. You ought to be the main one waving your hand, letting go it. No, I'm coming out of this right here. I'm hurting right now. I'm going through it in my mind. Why things are happening right now, but I know you're going to bring me out. It's going to be hard. It's going to take a whole lot of breath out of me just to give you a hallelujah with a with a hand of praise but I got to give it to you because I know this what I'm going through it ain't gonna last always Woo, I need to praise him for my financial breakthrough even before he drop it on me I need to praise him for my physical healing even before he drop it on me I need to praise him for giving me enough money to take care of my stuff and some more folk stuff even before he drop it on me I got to praise him even though I'm being afflicted right And see, the enemy will try to keep you from praising because praise is a weapon. Praise is your way out. Praise is that which gets God's attention. That's the reason the writer said when the praises, when they go up, when Judah goes up, when that hallelujah goes up, when that thank you Jesus goes up, when that you've been good to me Lord goes up that's when God turns around and he causes to come your way the good measure the press down and the shake together and the we have to be to the point To where we are not ignorant about what we need to do, how we need to think, and what we need to say. Wow! In an affliction. gotta know should I just chill <laughs> well my knee hurting so yeah but you 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 walk in <laughs> Walmart <laughs> with that same knee When you're hungry, it don't matter. You will do it. Why? Because of your hunger. A 
And so the psalmist he was being afflicted but he was determined to learn in his affliction. I've talked to folk, they said, well, the the doctor said if they would have caught it before time, I'd be all right. But he said, 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 I say, but have you read the Bible? Find out what God would do in the midst of an affliction. Don't just determine your outcome based upon what somebody said. You got to know what the Bible says. When somebody tells you something as if they have the final say, you got to drop on them. Let every man be alive. And let God be true. Is once appointed for a person to die. And then the judgment. And based upon that, you you also have to pull out. And God has the appointment book. That's the reason the writer said, the Lord giveth. And the Lord has taken away. But blessed be the name of the Lord. If you don't, you will allow what a pessimistic person said to get in your being. And you will become a product of what a pessimist said. And you'll start thinking, talking. And acting like that person. Which is totally in contrast to the will of God. Got to follow what the psalmist said. He learned while he was going through. It's hurting. But I got to find out what God would have me to do in the midst of this pain. And, and, and biblically, when it comes to learning, it's bigger than just finding out about something. Biblically, you not only find out about it, but learning means you found it and you apply it. Because some folks learn things but they never apply it. Oh, this is how you get saved but you don't get saved. But biblically it's always when you find out and then you, you apply it. 
So I got to count it all joy in this trial. Okay. You don't wait for church. You have your private party at your house. Your private praise party. Move your desk out the way. Get on heels. You may need to take them out. But some of y'all, you, you done learn how to praise him in them heels, ain't you? Come on, women. Let me see that hand. You know how to praise him in your heels. I can't praise him that hard because my makeup might. <laughs> you ain't no real praiser. You'll praise him despite mascara running in the rouge. You will give these. Where are you at? You're going to give him the praise. And, and so he made up in his mind that he, he was going he was going to learn. He was going to learn. In his affliction. And, he, and he's very specific here in Psalm 119 and 71. Notice, let me, let me read it again. Notice this. He's very specific. Psalm 119 and 71. It is good for me that I have been afflicted that I may learn your statutes. He was going to learn God's statutes. He was going to learn God's principles. He was going to make sure that, that he was going to learn the written Word of God and carry it out. We have to make up an mind. I'm going to learn the word and I'm going to apply it to my situation. And let me tell you something. Sometimes when, when you learn the word and, and it comes to applying it to your situation, it's not always going to be Easy from a human standpoint. I, I remember going through dire straits, financially speaking, and I read Luke 6 and 38. Give, and it shall. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I like the outcome of giving. My only problem was I'm going through it financially and giving. And, and I knew I needed not just a little, I, I needed that running over. Because my bills was running over. So if I got the running over blessing, I could take care of the running over bills. But then I, I rightly divided the word and I said if I give sparingly, that's not going to produce a running over blessing. 
It, it's just like these folk expecting God to make them a millionaire, but, but still getting three and four dollars a week. God is no respect of person. Check out history, folk that gave sparingly. God didn't make them no millionaire. Why? He would have been going against his own word. He's not going to go against his own word. And so I had a problem. I'm, 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 going, I'm going through trouble. Financially. And wanting that, running over. But couldn't or wouldn't give in order to get it. I kept giving five, ten, and, and at one time just the tithe. I ain't giving no offering, I'm gonna give just the tithe because things tight at the house. <laughs> You got to be led by the Holy Spirit. You can't get in yourself when you need a financial breakthrough. You, you don't want to just up and just give all the money you got in the bank. But you sure don't want to just give one and two dollars thinking you're going to get the running over blessing. You're going to have to talk to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will guide you into all truth. And then sometimes you're just going to have to listen to the Holy Spirit or what God is saying through different ones. Because that's your example or your reign. And so God just got to putting folk before me that they got to talking about they were going through financial ruin. But, but they just kept listening to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would just drop in them that, that they needed to give certain amounts and, and, and when they would give certain amounts, the flesh would cut up, but they knew that the Holy Spirit was guiding them to do it. So finally, I wasn't just happy about the latter part of Luke 6 and 38. I got just as happy about the first part. Because the latter part don't start until you get the first part right. As I'm coming out of this financial affliction, this thing is, is, is a, how many know when you're going through it financially, it will affect your health. Even children can cause your health. A spouse can cause your I can be real of him. Some of y'all like, I'm glad he's saying that. I don't want no trouble at the house. <laughs> Listen to me. You have to wait on the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit would tell you to drop things. Holy Spirit told me, say, that, that, that money that you done been putting aside. I was coming out. He said, that money you done been putting aside for that particular car. I want you to give it now. I've been saving that money seven years. 
but, but my turnaround had started because I had got to the point to where I was listening to the Holy Spirit and I had started giving like I was supposed to give and I was putting, I was putting just little stuff back like $20, $30 a week and just I was, had, had, had my car posted up that I was going to get coloring everything and then he's, I want you, that money you done, I want you to put it. I didn't fight it. I said, well, you got me in the vein now. And I done told you I want that running off so I can, so I can completely take care of these bills and, and, and have a running over lifestyle. And I dropped that money on the altar before six months. I was riding in what I was saving for and was feeling good while I was riding. Ain't ain't nothing like when God bless you and you go around the block in it. Let me let them know I got a good sound system too. But see, I had to learn. Because the enemy was coming against my mind. Had me happy about a part of the scripture, but not the whole scripture. Folk love the fact that when you tithe and give offering, God will open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing, won't have room to receive it. But they, and they'll, they'll drop the tenth. But play with the offering. You got to be led by the Holy Spirit. And sometimes the Holy Spirit is going to use others to speak. Whether it's your pastor, whether it's uh, a minister or somebody else. And you have to obey. And you do, you have to obey. And see, sometimes the Lord will take you to scriptures when it comes to your physical affliction. But then God will turn around and he'll use somebody to tell you that, look, God told me to tell you that you need to start drinking at least five bottles of water a day. And and I'm going to show you two scriptures about the significance of water, but you need to study about water and you'll understand why he told me to tell you that. Because see, if God is going to deliver you, you're going to have to learn if he's going to, how he's going to deliver you and if he's going to, to deliver you on this side or before you get to your mansion in heaven. But never accept what somebody says about your affliction and you remain in ignorance not knowing what God had to say. 
and applying what you gain from the written and revealed word of God. And, and so he learned the statues of God. And, and when he learned the statues of God, he turned around and said something that, that, that's just mind-boggling. The first part of the verse, he says, it was good that I had been afflicted. Good? Death at your door, but it was good <laughs> say to your neighbor benefits Benefit. come out of pain, out of pain. <laughs> look at another neighbor and say benefits, benefits. come out of financial despair I am so sorry to tell you that such and such. And folk, folk who don't understand scripture, when they, when they tell you certain things, especially a physician, when they tell you certain things, they act like, they, they act like they're giving you a sentence of death. A sentence in which there is no hope. Because I mean, you got to know what God has to say about it. How many understand it? Look at the verse again. It was good. It was good. The psalmist say that he had been afflicted. His benefits came out of this. I, I, I can't tell you how many benefits came from me uh, learning that not only the blessed part of the good measure pressed down, shaken together, but the, but the part that causes that to come into being. I can't tell you the benefit of, of reading Luke 18 and 1, learning that if, if I pray, I won't get weak. I can't tell you the benefits of learning Scripture like Proverbs 10 and 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one. And he had, I mean, that, that's a benefit. I, I can't tell you what I have learned from scripture. Like I can't tell you the benefits of, of scriptures that I have learned things from. Like uh, Romans 8 and 28. All things work together for what? For who? That means no matter what I go through, I'm going to get a benefit out of it. Look at your neighbor and say, if you're a child of God, whatever you go through, you're going to get a benefit out of it. I'm going to show you what Paul said. I'm getting ready to close. Y'all stay with me. Y'all all right? Let's, let's go to... Uh, Philippians. Now, before an affliction can be good to you, you got to learn how to be content. And you got to learn 
where your power comes from. Philippians. This for a whole lot of folk. You know, sometimes I say it for somebody, not today. Today is for a number of folk. While we're going now, just, just look over at somebody and say, the days of your pity party should be over. Because you ain't the only one being afflicted. If they knew what I was going through, they would, look, all of us going through something. Shut down that pity party. And those of you who like going to a pity party, the next time you get an invitation, tell them I ain't coming. <laughs> Philippians 4 and 11. And remember, the psalmist recognized that it was beneficial or good that he had been afflicted. But notice what Paul states, and you'll see the connection. Paul says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state, condition, or situation I am to be content. My favorite word uh, for content, I'm okay, is well. You content, you're okay. It's well. Look, look, look what he had learned. And, you, and, and know is synonymous with, with learn. I know how to be a base. You low. You're in a low place. You got a little bit of money. Or no money. You got two cans of peas. Or a saucer full of peas that you're going to warm up for dinner. You low. But no, no he, know how, he knows how to be low. And when you know how to be low, it means you ain't complaining. I'm just going to be honest with you. When, when you're in a low place, the biggest thing you need to learn is how not to complain. Because it's just... Temporary. When the Lord allows something you don't like to happen to you, you got to learn not to complain. He says, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound or to be full, running over. You know, because some folks, you, you see a completely different person when they, when they running over with stuff. Now they friendly. They've been mad the whole time. Now, all of a sudden, you, you and them best friends now because they running over. He says, everywhere and in all things, I have helped me to be and to be both to abound and to suffer what? And look at, look at his thing. I can do all things through who? Who what? His, his total dependency was not on a doctor, not on a preacher, not on a lawyer. It was on who? He's he going to strengthen me. 
whatever he permits to come in my life, he's going to give me the ability to deal with it. He's going to give me the means to handle whatever comes my way. It may hurt for a minute, but he's going to give me what I need to deal with it. And you got to know that because some things, uh, if, if you don't know that, you'll start doing crazy stuff. Say, but going in, in, in Walmart trying to steal a pack of bologna. Somebody done dropped some money and, and you seen them drop the money, but you pick up the money. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, G. Oh, come on now. You, you ain't got that luck. That ain't your blessing. Right there. It didn't come out of her pocket so it could be a blessing. Pick that money up. Ma'am. You got to know that he'll strengthen you in whatever you go through. You got to know it. Even when you low, you, you, know, you got to know that God will strengthen you in what you go through. He will give you the strength to deal with whatever you go through. But, but you have to listen to him. Folk are going to say things, but you, you never do what people tell you unless God gives you the permission. You be completely led by God. That's the, that's the only way God can identify you as his son or daughter. What does the scripture say? As many as are led by the spirit of God. These are? You're a child of God when you're led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Last scripture. Let's go to uh, Proverbs. This is a good verse, ain't it? Yeah, Psalm 119, 71, that's a good verse. Especially once you really understand it. Proverbs 16. I'm happy. Y'all happy? When God gave me this, this verse, I was just like, thank you, Jesus. I sung, too. I sung. Yeah, I sung. No, seriously, I sung. I know y'all went there. It was, it was just one song, and I was just, and it, it really sounded good when I was singing about it, because, yeah, it, it was good. I don't have the time right now. I got to go on with the verse. But notice Proverbs 16 and 20. He who heeds the word, notice, wisely. Wisely. When you have wisdom, wisdom is the application of knowledge and understanding. Wisdom is when you apply what you've learned. 
And I'm talking from a biblical standpoint. He who heeds the word wisely will find what? If you put the word into action, some good going to come out of it. And, and, and this is what I have learned. And I want you to really hear me. Sometimes when you put the word into action, the first thing you're going to see is bad. Or what you don't want to see. Are you going to hear pessimism? Are you going to hear something you don't want to hear? But, you, but, but when you, you will learn, the Holy Spirit takes you right back to the Scripture. He who heeds the word wisely will find what? God said, give, and it shall be given. If I, if I give, it's going to come back. Yes, it is. It's, it's going to come back. We got too many products of giving that, that would tell you yeah, it, it's going to come back. But it's going to be in whose time? You just got to stay in that vein. And he goes on to say, and whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is you see the connection? Because God is his word. So not only Will you find good, but you're going to be happy. So if we go back to Psalm 119 and 17, and he said it was good for him to be afflicted that he may learn God's statutes. That means he wasn't only good based upon Proverbs 16 and 20. He was also, he was good and happy. In an affliction. He was good and happy. In what? And I'm going to drop the last thing on you as I close. I'll give you the scriptures. Now I got to drop this on you. The root meaning of good. A one root meaning of good is remedy. Remedy. How do you spell remedy? R-E-M-E-D-Y. Remedy is a solution, cure, benefit, So when, so when you, you allow good to come, it's going to be the remedy to your affliction, your problem, your situation, your issue, and I'm done.